It is a privilege to be here this morning. Um, so thank you so much for inviting me and giving me this opportunity. But let us, let us um, go to our reading. So we're reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 14 to 21. And if you're using your church Bibles, it's on page 565. Chapter 43, verses 14 to 21. <clears throat> Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives. Even the Chaldeans in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One the creator of Israel, your king. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honour me, the jackals and the ostracists, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people the people whom I have formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> so thank you again for inviting me. It is indeed such an honour. We, we have such freedom to meet here in the in the West. We have a freedom to share together, to worship together, to pray together. Um, yes, I never want to take that to granted, and it's just wonderful that I can be here today. To, and our theme is, for this morning, is Springs of Hope in Niger. Niger lies above uh, Nigeria in sub-Sahara Africa. I did actually, I was born in Kenya, um, many, many years ago, and I went back, I went to Niger about uh, five years, four or five years ago to see the work there, and I was struck by the poverty. They had nothing, and we had a team from Leprosy Mission Niger, Niger were working tirelessly to be Jesus out in this poor country, but it touched my heart and I'll never forget that encounter. So I'm excited to talk to you about Niger today. And we're going to look in three parts, um, an unexpected hope, a living hope, and partners in hope. But before we start, let me just pray. Father God, thank you for the freedom we have to gather together to worship. I pray, Lord, now as I speak, you will anoint my lips. Let my words be your words. I pray that you'll be stirring each one of our hearts this morning by the power of your spirit to hear from you what it is that you want to 
us to take away today. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. <clears throat> During the devastation of the First World War, fields in Belgium were full of ashes, dry and barren. Shelling disturbed the soil and brought seeds up to the surface. The seeds were then fertilised by the nitrogen from the explosives and the lime from the shattered rubble of the buildings. From immense tragedy came incredible beauty. Fields full of these glorious red poppies, just like this one in Flanders. It's a sign of new life, of hope and optimism for a brighter future. Poppies remind us that life can spring from an unexpected place. The lives of people affected by leprosy are often, more often, full of tragedy and shattered dreams. When they are hear the diagnosis, you have leprosy, they lose all hope of life. But the seed of love that God has put into our hearts, your hearts in this church, is enabling transformation. Transformation is taking part because of you. And because of you, people living with leprosy are experiencing fresh hope. They can see that they do have hope for their future because of you sitting in this church today. And our reading from Isaiah reminds us that our God has always been the provider of hope to his people. Sometimes, though, in very unexpected ways. We saw in Isaiah, chapter 43 of Isaiah looks ahead to when God's people are captive in Babylon, a world that ignored the customs of God's people and treated them harshly. For many, this was a world that they were simply born into and their choices were limited due to the oppression of the Babylonians. But Isaiah prophesied that God would stir the heart of King Cyrus of Persia to defeat the Babylonians. I mean, what a shock for God's people that God would even think about or bring rescue through a non-Israelite. I mean, it is possible that Cyrus even read this prophecy and sought to fulfill what was written about him. I mean, who knows? But Cyrus even made a written proclamation to support God's people in the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. Hope sprung then from a very unexpected place. Opportunities for those in Niger are often limited because of the oppression of poverty. Niger is one of the world's poorest countries. I mean, I had read when I was over in Niger that it was the second poorest country in the world. That's hard for us to get our head around when we can just walk to Tesco's and buy food or, you know, we have many of our conveniences at our fingertips. People often have no hope of going to school resulting in poor literacy, which ultimately leads to low pay or unemployment. Only 35% of the 
in Niger can read and write. And I remember t very, my children now are 26, 24, 22, and they went to a you know, wonderful school, brilliant school. And I can't remember a day when they were going, yay, mum, I can't wait to get to school today. You know, it was always, oh, okay, get my uniform on or whatever. But children in Niger are desperate to get to school because they know that that, that will unlock the change that they are wrapped in that they are dying to go to school, but it's not easy. Girls are at a very high risk of child marriage. It's the highest rate in the world, with 75% of girls under 18 are already married, often to much older men. 36% of girls under 15 are married. They see that as their only way forward because they haven't had the opportunity of going to school. People affected by leprosy feel captive to the disease, trapped in the chains of leprosy and in an unkind and cruel world. That is what they are born into. I want to talk to you about um, Rabbi and her family. This is Rabbi in the blue headscarf. Rabbi is 30 years old, but she first saw signs of leprosy when she was in her late teens, she noticed patches on her face, they're the first signs, which turned into sores. Her hands and her feet also started to swell. Rabbi says that because of leprosy, she can no longer use her hands properly. Hands start to claw, that's a symptom of leprosy. And having lost all sensation in her hands and feet, Rabbi does not have the gift of pain alerting her to dangers of touching a hot pan or standing on a stone, she simply can't feel it. If she'd been cured earlier, then she would have had straight hands. For leprosy, the first signs of leprosy are patches on your skin. Then you lose sensation in your hands and feet, and then your fingers start to retract. The, the, the bones sort of retract back into the hands. You can imagine, how can you do a shirt up when your fingers are like this. But if she had only been found earlier and been given the multi-drug therapy, she would not have had to suffer in that way. Rabbi lives in a very small village in a remote area of Niger. The land is dry, a mixture of dust and sand. It's hot and arid, and it, except for the shade of her brick and mud home, she would have no way of being out of the sun. This is a nice picture. Um, inside, the children from her extended family sit on the reed bed, raised on the ground with some wooden branches. They play with an assorted assortment of everyday items, you know, um, bowls, a spray bottle, and, and a much-loved miniature plastic car. They've made up a new game. Who can balance their newfound toys on their heads for the longest? They giggle and they grin and, of course, try to swap items with their playmates when the playmates aren't looking. Rabbi watches them as her child plays among them. Rabbi longs for her daughter to flourish. God would say to us today that he can make a way in the wilderness for Rabbi's child and those affected by leprosy. 
God can and will make a way when we work with him, partnering with God. Working together as effective instruments in the hands of our God, we can help bring springs of hope in very unexpected places. I'm going to be talking about a living hope. One of the most common ways that rivers spring forth in a desert is through an, an oasis forming. The water exists deep below the surface of the land. Over time, uh, the water naturally springs up from the surface to form this lo lovely oasis. But did you know that one of the most beautiful oasis in the world is actually in Timiar in northern Niger? I did not know that. I was in southern Niger. Sadly, I didn't get to see it. But can you imagine the feeling of arriving at an oasis when you've been walking through the heat and the desert and the relentless sun, it must feel amazing when you're parched and you see this glorious oasis. Education is like an oasis for children living in Niger. It opens up so many opportunities. I mean, some of the Children in this picture are the first generation of children who are able to go to and remain in school. When I went over, actually, four years ago, we didn't have concrete school buildings. They were made up of um, reeds and rope to hold it all together with a roof to cover from the sun. But when the rains came, and they don't just trickle down like our rain in England. It, ah, it comes in power. They wash away. The, the, the classrooms just wash away. That's the start of the holidays. Bye, kids. You might as well go home because we haven't got any. But praise God, through the work of the Leprosy Mission and other funding, they now have concrete buildings. But, and for these children, an education will open up opportunities for them that they never before would have been possible they now can have hope in their future. Not only will they be able to manage their household finances, um, read for themselves, and they'll be able to ex expand their minds. Every child has a desire to fulfill the best in them. My, my son, when he was about 10, he said to me once, Mum, I just want to be the best version of me that I can be. I was actually quite surprised, you know, at that age. But, and he's gone on to do that, you know, Thank God. Um, many kids want to have that opportunity. And education paves the way to one day someone becoming a health worker, a small business owner, a doctor, a school teacher, whatever it is. Education, as we know, unlocks the key. Each one of these children is so precious in God's sight. And we want to see them in school because we want them to have life and to have life in all its fullness we know from john 10 10 the devil comes to kill steal and destroy but jesus says but i have come that they may have life life in all its fullness this flourishing is spiritual as well as the physical and emotional the word life here is zoe in greek which John often used to refer to eternal life. Cyrus was able to bring physical rescue to God's people, but he was just a man. 
He was powerless to live a perfect life. So he wasn't able to pay the penalty of our sins. We needed the perfect shepherd who would lay down his life for his sheep. Without Jesus' death on the cross in our place, we wouldn't be able to experience eternal life with him. Jesus had to come. He had to leave glory to come as man, to be hung on the cross so that we could experience eternal life with God. What a blessing to live trusting in Jesus, our saviour in the present, looking to everlasting life. Each day that we go through is a day closer to our eternal life. Praise God for that. Every time I get a birthday, I think, yay, I'm just a year closer. As we experience more of God's presence within us now by the Spirit, as Jesus said, out of our hearts will flow rivers of living water, blessing and invigorating others. I mean, what a wonderful thought. Out of us flow rivers of delight, rivers of refreshment. Through an oasis, God's creation can work naturally to see dry areas flourish. In the same way, we who are designed by God can be agents of transformation in desperate situations. We cannot see what is in people's hearts, but what they know about Jesus and their closeness to him will spring up from within them. We cannot help. The closer we are to Jesus, and we're all on a journey, the more it just bubbles up, and I just can't help speaking about Jesus wherever I go. Thank you for partnering with us, bringing hope, bringing living hope to children in Niger. Thank you, Lincoln Baptist Church, for all that you do. You are the missionaries making a difference. You give tirelessly of your prayers and of your time and of your donations that come to me, to Vicky, to other parts of the Leprosy Mission. We are that boring conduit in the, in the middle. And then we go out to send it out to India or Africa or Asia. But you are the missionaries making a difference. And this leads me to my third point, partners in hope. <clears throat> Throughout history, God has partnered with his people to bring lasting change. We see this in the narrative of the Red Sea during the Exodus. God's people seemed trapped by Pharaoh's army and the sea. They were stuck in the middle of the two. But God made a way for them. He makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. As we read earlier, Isaiah 43, 16 to 17. Although Moses physically led the people out of Egypt, he could only do it because God was united to his people. Moses had a speech impediment and pleaded with God not to go to Pharaoh, but God provided him with support in the form of his brother and equipped Moses with what he needed. When Pharaoh finally relented and let the people go, Pharaoh soon changed his mind and sent his army in pursuit of God's people. 
but it was God who delivered them. Through Moses raising his arms and stretching out his hand with a shepherd's rod in it, a symbol of God leading his people as their shepherd. You may be here today, and like Moses, you can say, oh, I have enough troubles of my own. You, you've no idea of my own life story. Or maybe you're here today and you feel spiritually dry. Your prayers feel like they're just hitting a glass ceiling day after day. You feel no joy. Maybe you're struggling to overcome a temptation. You feel God is distant, and maybe you're lacking hope. Perhaps, like Moses, you have felt abandoned or you have done things that you feel ashamed and guilty about. I know I go through seasons like this. But God tells his people not to dwell on how badly treated they have been by the Babylonians or on the loss of no longer worshipping in their temple, but instead to dwell on the goodness of God. God is good all the time. We too should remember how God's character is to deliver his children through desperate situations. The Bible tells us that we are united with Christ, even in our sufferings, because he suffered for us. God would say to you, say to each one of us, you may not see it, you may not feel it, but I am making a way for you. Take what you have in your hand and put it into my hand. Perhaps in your wilderness, he is equipping you with something that will help transform the lives of many. And what he has placed in your hand, like Moses' shepherd's crook, will be used miraculously in the future. I know when I have been times in the wilderness, um, I think it's the Greek word, it's um, erenos. It's a time of equipping and strengthening for what God has got planned for us in the future. Remember, God is doing a new thing with this school in the dusty desert in Niger. They've gone from reed school buildings to concrete buildings. And what a privilege it is to partner with our God to reflect his heart for people affected by leprosy. Is God speaking to your heart today about partnering with him? Helping form an oasis in the desert for those people affected by leprosy. We're going to watch a video in which Rabbi tells her story and you hear about the amazing hope that you are bringing, you are bringing through this church to people like her daughter. There were some of these packs on seats, um, and but you can always come up to me afterwards if you need support. In the pack, there was um, a sheet that looked like this, and it's a regular giving form, direct debits. And we're just saying six pounds a month helps us go towards sending these children to school, much needed hope for these young people. Um, and helps us plan ahead too by giving on a regular um, monthly donation, because then we can go, okay, in nine months' time, we know we've got enough money to fund 100 children in their schooling, whatever it is. So you'll find that in the pack. 
Um, yeah, 35 pounds, as it said in the um, video, provides a uniform and uh, school shoes and a packed school bag. And there are other, um, you can see in your flyer, other ways to be able to help the children because thank you for this church because you are so generous. You, uh, we've already just received um, some money through our bank, 775 pounds, which is absolute, thank you, amazing. Thank you so much. As I said before, you are the missionaries making a difference and we want to see these children accessing education that they deserve. In their pack also, um, there will be some prayer diaries. If you want to pray for the mission, please do. That's one of the most important things that we ask for. If uh, people are watching online or watching this later, then um, we can go on to the website. The prayer diaries are all there. So, um, yeah, we just... I, I always say this. Would, would it be lovely to have someone affected by leprosy standing with me to say thank you? Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for the difference you're making, that you're setting lives free, literally transforming one... The starfish story, one of my favourite, you know, is that young boy threw the starfish back into the sea, you know, and the man had said, what are you doing? There's way too many there. You're not going to make a difference. I've made a difference to that one. And if we can just impact one life at a time... And my, I left the leprosy mission in December. Um, I'm now an avid volunteer speaker most Sundays, because I'm passionate about seeing the end of leprosy in our lifetime. We've got the cure, it's 100% curable. We need to work through the education, the stigma, but all this is doable because we are working together as part of God's team. And that's a privilege. Let me pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you are you are our unexpected God. You are God of the seemingly impossible. Thank you, Father God, that you call us to partner with you in seeing lives transformed, in setting people free from the chains of leprosy. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to give us life, life in all its fullness. And that's just not for us. That's for our neighbours. That's for our brothers and sisters. That's for people living thousands of miles away with leprosy. Thank you, Father God, for your love, your abundance, and your grace. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.